Hello, my beautiful friend. Today we're going to talk about distraction. If the devil can't defeat us, he's going to try to distract us. Today we're going to go through what we can do about it. Distraction steals our time, our presence, and our ability to live out our calling. The enemy wants us to be distracted all day long because we're then going to be pulled from where God wants us to focus. We're not going to be able to keep our eyes fixed on Christ. We're going to be so bogged down in all the things that don't really matter. So what can we do about this? We're going to talk through what we can do to stay focused on what's most important and God's calling for us. Because what we don't want is to fall victim to the enemy's deception, his attempts to dilute our attention, to spread us too thin in our time and energy, to steal our presence and take us out of the present moment, to steal our ability to be attuned to the needs of the people around us, our family right in front of us, where our gifts may be needed in the situations we're in. The enemy is going to want us to be stressed, to be living out of that place of stress and anxiety, reacting more out of fear or impatience, frustration, worry, to make it hard to pay attention, hard to mother, for us to be dwelling on our mistakes and beating ourselves up all day long about them with that harsh inner critic, right? All the self-doubt, to be stuck in maybe the future, worrying or stressed or anxious about all the things that, you know, are uncertain in our life. The devil wants our minds to go to all the things that we don't have, all the things we wish we had. So the enemy wants all these other things, right? To be swirling around our heads, even our to-do list, the laundry, the dinner, the incessant distractions of our phone to pull us from the life and the gifts and the blessings right in front of us, the people right in front of us to serve and to be with. So it is the devil's victory to distract us from what we and the world need most, what our families need most, from where we're uniquely called to serve, what we're uniquely meant to give our vocation, our mission, our calling to our family and to the world. So let's not fall into this trap. Let's put on the armor of God and let's do this together so that we can really learn how to fight this battle well. All right, let's go ahead and dive right in. Hey sister, welcome to Arm to the Heart. Do you want to make an impact as a military mom and be the best mom and leader you can be at the same time? Are you finding yourself stressed and weighed down by guilt with how much your time your work steals from your family and often worry that they're getting the leftovers of you? Do you feel alone carrying the heavy load of pregnancy, postpartum, of motherhood and uniform, with so many expectations to perform in your job, stay physically fit, and such little support? Hey, I'm Megan, and in my early years as an active duty mom in the Army, I was so burnt out. I was just wishing for more time with my baby, the freedom to actually put my family and faith first while still giving my best to the team. And I was giving all I had, but it just never felt like enough. Trying to bounce back quickly, feeling all those pressures to prove myself in a male-dominated unit, trying to manage the home the best of my ability, and keep our marriage strong through so much long distance and dual military life. I just felt like I was falling short in all of it, but especially failing my family. I felt exhausted. I felt trapped in the army, like I was losing myself in what mattered most along the way, and just doubting whether all of those sacrifices were worth it. I finally cried out to God to direct my path, and He started showing me that there's a different way to find more balance and more purpose. So in this podcast, you're going to find time management strategies, holistic health and fitness tips, and mindset transformations so you can find that balance that you long for to be who you're called to be for both your family and your work without having to compromise what's most important. So lace up those boots and put on the armor of God. Let's run this race up before us as sisters in arms, as sisters in Christ. We live in a world of constant distractions, constant noise, constant input, constant demands, pings, right? All these urgent things all the time. A lot of things that are just thrown in our face, right? So what ends up happening is if he can't destroy you, he's going to distract you. That's why distraction is one of the most effective tools of the enemy. Let's look at what exactly we mean by distraction. So distraction is defined as 
drawing away or diverting our attention or our minds. It also could be to disturb or to trouble greatly, to provide a maybe pleasant diversion for, to amuse, to entertain. It could be to separate or to divide. When we're talking about the spiritual battle, at least, distractions are really designed to get us off course from God's will. The enemy wants us to be so preoccupied with whatever else it is. Maybe it's our circumstances or the things that he's throwing at us that we take our eyes off of Jesus. So if he can't convince us to give up, he'll divert our attention. If he can't lead us to moral failure, he'll get our focus misaligned. For those of you who are in the military, deception in military operations. So as a former military intelligence officer, I studied the enemy. That's what I did. I would understand how the enemy was going to either attack or defend so that we could combat it. In many ways, we have to think the same when it comes to spiritual warfare, right? So deception in military operations is intended to draw combat power for the enemy force and draw attention elsewhere with an attempt to gain an advantage basically by misleading, right? So the enemy tries to get us to take action or maybe inaction so that it's creating favorable conditions for that force to win. And so in the same way, that's what the devil does for us. Jesus said, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he's sometimes really sly in that. And so if the enemy can't kill or destroy our walk with God, he's certainly going to do his best to steal our focus. He's going to try to divert our attention away from our priorities, the main things that God wants us to focus on and cause us to get consumed with things that aren't really important. He's going to try to pervert the things, the good things that we are doing, take the pure intentions and pervert them. And the reason why this is so hard is because it's such a difficult thing to combat because we often don't realize it's happening. We don't realize how much the enemy is using it against us. Because what happens in our lives, especially just the modern world today, how ubiquitous our technology is, our lives get saturated with more stuff, more demands, more noise. We get more and more focused on the wrong things. We don't even realize we're in a spiritual battle. And my friend put this really well the other day. She said, especially military life, like we're in the midst of many tough situations in a very particularly strong culture in the environment that we're surrounded by. There is a lot of noise, especially I think as working moms, like there are so many balls we're trying to keep in the air. And she was like, you can end up stacking so many weights on the scale that we forget what goes where and how much everything is worth. We're just trying to keep it all going. And we may not quite have time or feel like we have time to even slow down and think about it, right? Or to reevaluate these things or to realize, okay, where are we falling into temptations and distractions? Because we're running a million miles an hour trying to either whack a mole or run on this hamster wheel, but it doesn't give us time to really discern, to really carefully discern like what is a distraction and what is aligned with God's will and his calling. We oftentimes too, in our circumstances, the things that are really outside of our control, maybe the really hard things that we're going through in life, the enemy wants us to be so preoccupied with those circumstances that we focus so much on those situations that we make it makes it seem bigger than God. But God is greater than every single thing that we face. So you have to remember that. So a couple ways that we might be distracted. Number one is pursuits. Idols. So I talked about in the last episode. Like what are we pursuing and why are we pursuing it? Where might we be, be too attached to the things of this world or even like the good things that we're pursuing but we're pursuing them for the wrong reasons maybe, or we're looking for the external validation and replacing a lot of our worth and our identity in those things, or we're hinging all of our sense of who we are on everyone else's opinions of us or our external success. Where are we pursuing what's good over what's best? And here we really got to examine our hearts. 
it's just so important to remember, as my friend reminded me, even with the decision to leave the army, remember you can walk away. You can walk away from even good pursuits for God's best. And that's hard. It's not easy. But we have to just be really, really deeply attuned to where the Lord is leading us and be willing to say no to the things that he's, he's calling us away from sometimes, even when it's hard. Okay, the second one is people. We really need to surround ourselves with godly women who are following the Lord, who want to live their life for Christ too, who want to keep him at the center because there's a lot of people and a lot of things that are going to lead us astray in this world. And even shiny object syndrome, people pleasing, when we don't want to let other people down. We don't want to disappoint others. We feel really obligated, right? Towards a lot of people and a lot of things maybe, and especially in our work, we may make a lot of decisions because of all of those reasons, but we can't let them unduly sway and influence us. We have to make sure we're being swayed more by the Lord than anything else and anyone else. It is so hard. It's so hard. And I've done so much inner work to really release a lot of those people-pleasing tendencies because, man, it's been so deeply ingrained to not let other people down, to not disappoint other people, like to want to earn everyone else's approval. So it's deeply conditioned. And maybe you're in that same boat. I know pretty much every single woman that I coach is. And so we explore these things. We are kind of undoing a lot of that, to be honest. And that's why it can help to have somebody who you can walk with in that journey. But remember, we are who we surround ourselves with. So we have to surround ourselves with people who are going to lead us closer to Christ, not lead us away. Okay, the next one that can really distract us, as we all know, is our phones. How many times do we end up basically being addicted to our phones? We're so attached to them. We're so pulled to them. We're so sucked into social media, right? Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's online shopping. Maybe it's our email. Maybe it's our work. Maybe it's input, input, input. Like all those things that we tend to compare ourselves to, right? That we feel like we're not measuring up in. So I just want to encourage you that you don't have to stay stuck in all of that. And I have a podcast episode I want to point you to where... I walk through what to do if you feel like you're struggling with feeling a little bit addicted to your phone or addicted to social media, because this is not easy, but it's really important to just examine this with an open heart and an open mind and allow the Lord in to this space and to know that you don't have to stay stuck there. So the podcast episode, let me pull up the number, is number 27. I want you to go listen to this. If you're feeling in any way addicted to your phone or social media, my friend, it is distracting you. It is stealing your mental health. It's stealing your time. It's stealing your ability to be present. Honestly, I don't want you to be sacrificing your joy, your family, your mental health, your well-being. None of these things. It's not worth it. I know setting boundaries is really, really hard. And I did it very reactively over the course of several years until I finally felt free to like break that attachment. And now I'm so detached from it. I'm no longer on Instagram actively. I don't even know if I'm going to go back. I rarely go on Facebook. Like I was, my husband was laughing at me the other day because I don't have it downloaded on my phone anymore. It's just on my computer. So I maybe go on and check like once or twice a week and I'll like re-download it just to check something and then I'll like take it back off and I'm free from it. It's amazing. I can get one. I can be so much more present. I don't feel this, the kind of underlying sense of anxiety that I felt like was also social media is contributing to. I don't feel as much of that tendency to compare. I feel like I can get so much more done, be so much more productive, be so much more focused, both in work, in the home, and be able to really be with my kids fully. 
like my focused work blocks of time are focused and I'm not pulled in a million directions, like half paying attention to my kids, half paying attention to whatever social media I'm trying to catch up on, you know? And so anyways, it's just really freeing. And I encourage you to listen to episode and work through some of the practical tips on how to start to reduce your attachment and to set healthy boundaries there. I give you a lot of different options for what those boundaries can look like based on where you're at. Really, like how many of us sit down to do some work, we immediately feel compelled to refresh our email, to check how many likes on Facebook or Instagram we have, to like reply to our texts. We have this, like this world is filled with so much noise, this constant onslaught of input and information. We have to fight against these distractions every single day. So we also have to think about making sure we're feeding ourselves more with scripture and with the Lord rather than all the other things, right? Are we turning to our phone first thing when we wake up and filling ourselves with that before we even fill ourselves with any prayer time with the word of God? Let's really take a hard look at these things and make sure that we're setting healthy habits because this is the enemy at work in our lives. It's the thing that he wants most is to distract us from the truth of God's word and also of how God is working in our life and to be able to hear his voice. And the more we fill our little kind of cracks of time that we have, which are already slim to begin with, right? As busy women, as busy moms, the more we fill that with just pure noise, the more the enemy's winning. Like that's the reality of it. And so we are not attuned to how God is working. We're not attuned to our own needs. We're not attuned to the ways that these things are contributing to our stress and anxiety and the load that we are carrying around. I really want to urge you to think about this and to take action here to combat this. I don't want to live my life through a screen. I don't want you to either. And there's so much more joy that God has for you and beautiful blessings in the moment, even in the hard, the real hard. And the only way that we can be given the grace for the hard is by being present in it and turning to God in those moments, not turning to the distractions and numbing on our phones or whatever it is, because we don't want to deal with the hard in our life. Like, no, the Lord wants to meet us right there in the messiness and to help us in those moments of weakness. And we don't have to just fill fill the time, fill the space with that extra distraction and that noise. So I am here to support you in this. And I just, I, I've been there, I'm still on the journey, right? But it is so important to just do that work intentionally. All right. The other thing that the enemy is going to distract us with is false words, actions. When the enemy speaks, it's always a lie. There's no truth in him as he is the father of lies. That's what that's what Jesus tells us. We can discern the enemy's voice versus God's voice because it plants seeds of fear and doubt. He's going to use anything he can, past wounds, idols in our life, social media, even good God-given desires, like such as the desire to be married or the desire to have a baby, the desire to make an impact in our work. Like All of those things can totally become idols in our life if we're not careful, if we're not continually bringing all of it to the Lord or we're letting the world shape our view of those things more than God. Even I've been, I've been working through with a number of clients who are on the cusp of motherhood, like they're preparing to hopefully, if it's God's will, have a baby soon to start their family soon. And they're in that deep desire to start their family. But it's really easy also to start to forget that even the blessing of a child is is a gift. It's not something, unfortunately, right? Like sometimes when we really, really want a baby, it's not something that we're entitled to. And yet I think the world treats children as commodities 
as something that we, I don't know, it's like that tendency towards control is amplified in motherhood in so many ways. And I think when it comes to our fertility, we really, really fall into this oftentimes of like, okay, I've got to time this pregnancy absolutely perfectly. It's got to happen on my own timing in my perfect way. And I don't want this baby when I don't want this baby when it's inconvenient. And I also only want this baby when, when I, when I feel like I'm ready for it. And when I feel like I deserve it. I I'm saying this, I want to extend a lot of grace to you if you're feeling any of these things, because I felt it too. And when I was going through, I still right now we're in the season, we're hoping for another baby soon. So I'm wrestling with all this internally, right? Of like, okay, Lord, I feel real ready. I want to cooperate with you in this. And we're finally back together. So it's possible, right? But trusting him in that timing, because none of it is guaranteed. And it's every single life. He is the author of that life. It's in his timing. And it's not at the end of the day. Yes, we can set conditions. We can try to align the stars, but it's not us that creates that new life. It's the Lord. And same thing when it happens unexpectedly, like in our unexpected pregnancy, that was totally the absolute worst possible timing we could have ever imagined. If you haven't heard my story of unexpected pregnancy, go back and listen. It was like one of my first podcast episodes, I think episode. Let me see if I can figure out the number here for you. Number six, navigating unexpected pregnancy in the military and all the pressures to time our pregnancies perfectly. Man, trusting God in the uncertainty of all of that is really, really hard. And it's not easy to be open to his timing. It's not easy when the world tells us that children are a burden, that they're an inconvenience. And yeah, they're not convenient. That's the thing. They're not. It requires a lot of sacrifice, but they're also an immense gift. And it's not something that we deserve. Like we're not entitled to, we never earn it. Like we cannot earn these souls that have been entrusted to us. It's so humbling but the Lord has entrusted them to us. And wow, every single day I'm like, okay, God, give me the grace to be the mother that you want me to be, because this is really, really hard, right? So you probably feel that too. So it's, I just want to encourage you, like there's a lot of lies that we can fall into that the world wants to, that the enemy and the world will distract us with. It can happen in everything. And he wants to pervert those things, even that are good. So make sure that you're really, really discerning and that you're remembering your identity and worth not in your accomplishments not in other people's opinions of you it's not in worldly success or achievements your body you don't have to prove yourself and earn your value in everything you do i know you feel that i feel it too every day but i'm fighting that battle and i'm trying to lean on god's grace to fight it right so when the enemy tries to plant those seeds of doubt or fear or whatever it is those attachments be ready to combat it with truth the truth of god's word that's how we can put on the armor of God. And that's how we can fight this battle well. And know that that harsh inner critic does not come from God. That voice probably is more from the enemy than from the Lord. So just know that. And a lot of those, those pieces of negative self-talk are probably lies that have been spoken over you at some point in time in your life. So deep wounds that need to heal. So keep bringing them to God and knowing that he wants to extend a lot of compassion, a lot of mercy to you in all those places. And sometimes, honestly, one of the things that, that the enemy distracts us with, he'll send us things that seem like everything we desire, right? Exciting opportunities, doors that open, affirmation and encouragement of our potential, right? Where 
other people think we should go in our careers, you know, these decisions that we should make, all these shoulds in our life. I was coaching somebody recently through this who's going through her first pregnancy, and what we realized as I was coaching her through some of the things that she was she was thinking about and being weighed down by through this pregnancy, she's dealing with all these first trimester symptoms, a lot of shoulds. And I say shoulds because it was like, oh, I should have more energy. I should be able to be more productive in my home right now. I shouldn't need to sleep this much. I should be able to continue my normal pace of work and of life. And it's like, hold on a minute. All these shoulds we're carrying around, where is that from? It's not from the Lord. If you talk to God about this, you're doing the most important work right now. Your body is doing the most important thing and it's working so hard for you. And so, yeah, it might not feel like living up to your normal pace, but that's totally okay because right now it's just a different season. And a lot of the other shoulds that she was carrying around were even related to friendships and setting boundaries, healthy boundaries there, or like just learning how to listen to her own needs and the way her body or body and mind and soul and home and marriage needed in this stage as she's entering motherhood because it's it's new and it's hard and all the changes are really really hard but that's something i see a lot of shoulds when it comes to our everything that we're giving for our work right that's where it can be really hard to set those boundaries i should be staying you know one of the latest in the office as a leader i should say yes to everything because that's the mark of being a great teammate right like what are all these shoulds that we have in our heads what are all these shoulds that we have as entrepreneurs of I should be doing all these things, otherwise I'm not measuring up. I should look this certain way. My body should look this certain way by this certain point in time postpartum. Otherwise, I am not good enough as a mother. What are all these things that we are carrying around that we are being distracted by? That's why it's so crucial to use discernment. Just because it's shiny and glitters doesn't mean that it's from God. And even the decision of like, should we stay in the military or not? I was talking to my mentor about this and she's had an entire career in the military and she's feeling the same exact pressures and the same exact fears. It is like, oh my God, it's terrifying to leave the military. And she went and she met with a friend recently who had recently transitioned about a couple of years ago. She's like, I needed that. I needed a sense of hope and I don't know, comfort in that it's okay. Like life's going to be okay outside of the military. There's so many attachments of our identity when we give so much to this profession, this organization, we sacrifice so much, we care so much about the mission, our soldiers taking care of people, giving our best work of making a difference for the people who follow us, of leaving things better than we found it. And she was just given like some of the greatest opportunities from some of the highest ranking people in the Pentagon. And like, how awesome are those opportunities? But they're not something that she has to say yes to if the Lord is leading her to focus on something different, to prioritize her family and more stability for her family in this season, to pursue those passions and gifts that she's been given in different ways. There's many ways to serve and it doesn't have to look one specific way. And so that's why the discernment is critical. And we sometimes have to be willing to like cut out all the noise of everyone else's opinions of what we should do and listen to God and just focus on what God is calling us to do. So I want to give you some specific tips just to reinforce some of those things that we've been talking about. So number one, presence. Just be grateful for the moment that you have in time. Like literally turn your gaze to the present moment and be gratefully present. There's a sacredness in the present moment and there's grace there. God gives us each day and each moment our daily bread. 
gives it every single day. We've got to be open to receiving that grace every single day. Oftentimes we're so focused on the tasks that we need to get done, right? But it's not just about doing, it's also about being. And oftentimes the relationships do ask, ask us to be, not just to do. And our presence really matters. And so think about that as you're navigating, you know, the discernment of what is a distraction, what's not. And remember that even the tasks sometimes in our stress about all the things we got to do to serve and to prepare and to, you know, manage the home and keep up with the home and all these kinds of things, even in our work, like, are we open to conversations, like deep conversations with people? Like sometimes it's the best way to be a source of light in our work environments is to just be open to a heart to heart conversation. But if we're running around constantly so stressed and anxious, like people are not going to feel like they can come to us. Right. And even our, those that we lead, those that we our subordinates or our soldiers that we're leading, like the people who look up to us, those that we're mentoring, like we need to be approachable. And I think sometimes when we're running around so much, we are not as approachable as we want to be. Right. And we're not able to be the leader that we want to be. So just like the Mary and Martha story in the Bible, which I go to oftentimes, it's like Jesus really called Martha out and was like, Martha, Martha, like you're running around anxious and stressed about so many things. Your sister Mary has chosen the better part and it was sitting at my feet. And so sometimes that better part is slowing down, is being with the Lord or being with the people around us and ministering to them or being able to receive and be poured into, right? Because the Lord was ministering to her in that moment and nourishing her. And Martha was so, all for good reasons, like wanting to set up the home, have everything ready, like that hospitality, right? Serving, cooking, cleaning, everything that goes into hosting, But even more valuable than preparing the meal or cleaning the home for our guests is the fellowship at the table, the relationships, right, with those that we loved and that we're loved by in return. So slowing down and allowing ourselves to sit in God's presence in prayer or receiving, connecting more intimately with him allows us to connect and to serve the people around us more. (laughs) I love this quote. St. Francis de Sales put it so well in emphasizing this. Every single one of us needs half an hour of prayer every single day, except when we're busy then we need an hour. (laughs) And I just have to laugh because it's so true. Like the busier we are, I feel like the more we need to lean on the Lord and make sure that we're not just filling the space with busyness because the mark of a full life is not the fullness of our plates. The mark of doing enough is not our busyness. The mark of doing good work for the Lord is not how busy we are, how stressed we are, how much we're carrying on our plates have to remind myself of this all the time, right? Again, we cannot earn God's love for us by everything that we do. I've had to undo, undo, undo. Every single day I undo that. Why? Because it's a lie. It's a lie about the Lord. And then number two, prioritization. Defining our priorities clearly, making sure we're living a rightly ordered life. Identify where are those those tensions, what feels off about the way you're spending your time and your energy versus your stated priorities. Where do you have that nagging sense of guilt? Guilt is not always bad. Sometimes it's it's actually God convicting us, right? The Holy Spirit convicting us. Maybe it's us being on our phone too much around our kids or staying too long at work. What's in our control to steward and change? What are one to two small shifts that you could make to be a little bit more intentional to keep first things first? Again, seeking his will, not our own. Remember here, one thing that's important is where are you uniquely called to serve? Where are you uniquely meant to give? Where are you irreplaceable? 
It's probably in your marriage and your family, first and foremost, in your home. How can you give more of you to that? Not allow everything else to cause these things to be on the back burner or your your marriage and your family to get the leftovers of you. Sometimes this takes really hard decisions with the Lord. Sometimes this takes a lot more intentionality, a lot more boundaries, right? And even trusting him more to let go or surrender those things that are keeping us really attached or maybe afraid to set more boundaries, right? So get really clear first, like what is your proper hierarchy to have a rightly ordered life? Is God first? In the gospel reading this past weekend in the mass, it was, do we love Jesus first above all other things? Do we love him more than our family? Do we love him more than our children even? Do we love him more than our spouse? Do we love him more than our work? Do we love him more than that to-do list, right? Do we love God first above all things? If so, then everything else will be more rightly ordered because everything else flows from our love for Christ. It will fall into place. Or maybe we're trying to squeeze in time for God because we're too busy. If we're too busy for God, for prayer time, to be with him, like what are we doing with our lives, right? Like I really have to sometimes call myself out on this and hold myself accountable because it's not easy. The world will pull us in a million directions. will pull us away from prayer pull us away from those conversations we really need to be having with God on a day-to-day basis. You know, so if you struggle to find time for prayer, if you can't get a moment to yourself as a mom and you're like, okay, I'm too busy to pray. Like, what am I supposed to do? I want you to go to episode 88, seven simple ways to find more time to consistently connect with God, even in your busy schedule. Cause it doesn't have to look like we think it has to look sometimes we think it has to be this perfect quiet time and space. And yeah, that's really wonderful and great, but it doesn't always look like that as a busy mom, right? So I want this to be easy for you. So go listen to that episode and make sure everything is flowing from that relationship with the Lord. And we're not trying to squeeze in time for God after everything else that pulls us first. And same thing, squeezing in our priorities. That's not how we need to live. We need to schedule our priorities. We need to make sure we're protecting those things, giving them the right place and space in our life. And then everything else flowing from there. Number three is to reorient ourselves towards what's most important by saying no. So oftentimes we've talked about this a little bit, right? But we're trying to do all the things, but we're spread way too thin to show up fully to the things that matter most. So we end up sacrificing our family, our marriage, our physical and mental health, our home, because we're so exhausted and burnt out. We're worn down. We don't have life left to give. We're full of so many good intentions. Like this is all well-intentioned, but we remain so distracted by all the busyness about so many things. We never really get around to the one thing necessary, which is God's will for us. The urgent overtakes all the most important things. As a leader, as a wife, as a mom, where are you falling victim to everything that feels so urgent, but you're losing sight of the most important things? So think about what's most important. One of the things that we can do is to make sure that we're saying no. We actually are saying no. And this is really hard, but this is what I walk you through in the masterclass. I walk you through a really powerful exercise that I call the to don't list exercise. And we're going to take a whole bunch of things off your plate, my friend, distractions, things that you can delete influences that are not helpful. That may actually be toxic for you. A lot of pressures that are pulling in different directions or distracting you from hearing God's voice. We're going to figure out what you can delegate, what you can receive help in, what you could postpone to a different season that makes more sense for where you can reset your expectations, reduce those pressures and recalibrate. Because a lot of things we are being distracted in that we don't even realize, but it's these things that we don't know how to say no to, that we really should be saying no to. 
So we got to be willing to say no. And that is hard, but it's what God calls us to do because the good can be the enemy of the great. I've fallen victim to this many, many times in my life. And this is what I can really help you with in coaching as well. The last thing that is important when it comes to reducing distractions is to invest in learning healthier stress management techniques and tips and tools. And again, this is what I can help you with in coaching. This is what I'm walking you through in my masterclass. We don't have to be so dependent on distractions as coping mechanisms for stress. Oftentimes we numb and distract ourselves as a way to cope with stress, busy work, procrastination, scrolling on social media, binge watching Netflix, stress eating late at night, this sort of wine mom culture. We live in this way of coping that honestly is like this illusion. We're coping through addictions, even the tendency to control, but our busyness blinds us to the reality that we're often driven by fear or anxiety or stress or our negative emotions. So we turn to these temporary fixes, which are our distractions, right? That feel really good for a few minutes, but then often we feel worse later. We are no better off. It keeps us stuck in the cycles of burnout and of stress and of exhaustion. And it's actually harmful to our mind, our body, our soul. It's not giving us the true rest and decompression that we actually need. We're turning to those things because we need to decompress, like totally normal, good human need and not something to be ashamed about, but we are turning to the wrong things. And so what we need to do is we need to know what are our areas of deficit? What are those areas of depletion and how can we intentionally fill our cups in those ways? A part of it is learning healthier stress management. It's learning healthier forms of rest that really can help us feel much better than all those things that we do to cope. And we just haven't learned it. It's nothing to be ashamed about. It's just nobody's taught us. And as soon as I started to learn these things, I was like, wow, this works so much better than any of those things that I was turning to because I felt stuck and trapped and I felt like I was failing in all of it, you know, but we don't have to stay stuck there. So I want to encourage you that if any of this has resonated with you, if you want some support, step-by-step process to walk through some of these things to reduce distractions to build more balance, to reduce some of the stress and anxiety or the overwhelm, the exhaustion that weighs you down on a day-to-day basis, I want to invite you to my masterclass, my Lighten Your Load Masterclass. That is going to help you do exactly that. I'm going to walk you through five steps to take off things off of your plate, to release the extra pressures and burdens you're carrying, to keep first things first, to live out those priorities by setting healthy boundaries, to learn a protocol for stress management, you know, negative thoughts and the negative self-talk whenever you're spiraling in any way and to build in the time and space for sacred rest for those things that really will fill your cup. Basically a menu of rest options to integrate into your busy life that do not take extra time, but give it back to you a hundredfold to help you show up more as the mom and wife that you want to be. If this is something that you would benefit from, if you would benefit from building in more balance, from feeling a little bit less stressed and exhausted and all the things that you're juggling in this busy, busy, demanding season of your life. I want to invite you to this masterclass. You'll receive the masterclass, which you can do at your own pace and time. And then I'll also give you the workbook that you can work through again at your own pace and time at a time that works for you. So this will be $37. It's a really low barrier to entry way to make a ton of progress and really see the fruit of some of this inner work that leads to great, great results in your ability to feel confident and composed and a sense of peace around the things that you are kind of managing right in this season and all the different hats that you're wearing so that you don't feel so spread thin you don't feel so pulled in so many directions but you know that 
you're doing the best that you can to live out God's call for you and you're able to feel fulfilled in both your home life and your work at the same time. Okay, so I'm here for you. I'm here to support you and I cannot wait to serve you through the masterclass. So you'll find the link below and let me know if you have any questions. There's a frequently asked questions at the bottom. So you'll see a lot of the questions that you might have are probably answered there. But if not, you can reach out to me at megan at armstheheart.com and I look forward to seeing you inside. All right, I'll talk to you soon, my friend. I hope you loved this episode today, sister. I pray it encouraged you, strengthened you, stretched you, and blessed you in some way today. If so, would you mind stopping right now and sharing this episode with a friend who would benefit from it too? I would also love if you could take just about 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I'd love to hear what spoke to your heart the most. And lastly, go ahead and grab your free resources linked in the show notes to meet you wherever you're at in the season. There you'll also find everything you need to know about working with me whenever you're ready to take that next step. I'll see you in a few days. Go fight the good fight, friend.